Hello and welcome to the debrief for the 27th of February 2021 after Celtic 1, Aberdeen 0. No, you're not listening to the one from the 17th of February, although the themes will be very much the same. Martin, um, just another timid display this afternoon. Yet again, a side that didn't look as if they believed they could do anything after they went a goal down. Yeah, it's, um, we'll, go down to, we'll go down to Parkhead and it's just kind of the same old song and dance really. Um, I, I, I have to, you have to give them credit for how they started I suppose because we, we did look bright and we put them under pressure and there were some good chances and you know everybody knows that they've got you no, know, they've got a very dodgy goalkeeper and um, we put them under a bit of pressure uh, but then you don't you don't get anything from that um, you can't allow yourself to become you know become you no know, like Become disconcerted with that. You have to keep that going, but instead, yet again, after fifteen minutes, they get a goal which, you know, just completely takes the wind out of Aberdeen's sails, um, and the, the the players just the heart just disappeared from the from the starting eleven. It was no, it was a very it was a lucky goal. Hoban should probably be tighter on Edward. There's no there's no getting away from that. But no, they get they get a lucky goal, and you can't allow yourself. Just to shrink when something like that happens, because you've started off well, you've put them under pressure, you've made them work, you've re- you know, we've sh- we, we, you showed each other exactly what was wrong with, with Celtic. You know, they are weak defensively, they have a dodgy keeper, as I mentioned, but instead we just kind of we just disappeared. And apart from a brief spell in the second half, maybe ten minutes, um, where Celtic, but, but by which point Celtic had really just working at trying to like revert into game management mode we didn't do anything for the rest of the the, the other 75 minutes we just we just just the game was over as soon as we went one nil down yeah i mean i can i can pretty much tell you Derek McInnes' post-match hard luck stories right now you know started well great save from scott bain unlucky deflection but yeah the way in which we went back into a shell you absolutely rightly call it there i mean this is a side that we're facing this week that lost a manager during the week they're fragile as anything. So what do we do? Of course, we hand them a goal inside the first 10 minutes, basically. it's. Uh, but, I mean, the manager is rightly probably going to get a lot of stick for this. But, you know, I do wonder if it's a, if this really is as much on the players as it is the manager. Because, you know, you could see what the intention was from that opening 10 minutes. Can he really legislate that much for his players absolutely retreating into the shell like that? No, you can't look. No, we're going to. No, we're, we've blamed McInnes a lot this season, and rightly so. Um, and he's going to, and he will get. No, you, you will get some stick today because he's going to come out and like you say, he's going to come out and do the classic interview uh, with the with the, you know, the cliches and things like that you expect. But no, what can you do? You, you know, you can't make the players. You know, you can't force the players to to you know, try and keep their tails up. They just no. It was just a complete retreat into their shells, and I don't know what to do. I mean, you're right. Celtic are a mess at the moment. No, they've just they've got they've just got rid of their manager. Um, no, they've got the brave John Kennedy is is no stand in at the moment. We'll be hearing tales about him, how you know he's a good point, a good win for them, and things like that. You know, after a tough week, but instead we should be going there and we should be in their faces. Uh, you know, yet again. I seem to. I seem to just be. Since we started doing this podcast, you know, I seem to moan after every Celtic game about how we just allow Scott Brown too much space. We allowed him that again. You know, a guy who, a guy who this season has looked looked completely finished. 
and we just allowed him to kind of play pretty much to play quarterback really he was just you no know, nobody on him allowing him just to control the midfield um, and you know, whether that's a tactical thing or whether the managers manager the people weren't following orders I don't know but you know we've we've had success against teams like Celtic and teams like Rangers where you get where you keep close and you get in the get in the faces of the guys who are influential and today we didn't didn't seem to want to do that and I, I don't know how much I don't think you can blame the manager for that at all really well as I say not against the evidence of those first 10 minutes when we were doing what we would want to see our team do press high it was a coordinated press it just became very isolated after that and it seemed as if we fell back more into keeping a shape in midfield and and just the fact that we we didn't stick a foot in the midfield three were completely anonymous McCrory, Ferguson and Campbell did they win a challenge all game? I, I really can't remember to be honest and it, the game completely bypassed them and almost worse when we had the ball we just were so careless with it not even giving it away trying to attempt something difficult, but just giving it away easy passes we weren't able to make. There was that instance where McLennan did well to find Campbell and Campbell inexplicably dummies it because he thinks there's somebody behind him and there's only David Turnbull behind him. I mean, what was going through his head there, I, I really don't know. I mean, our main attacking weapon seemed to be Ash Taylor Longthorns. I remember that season under Craig Brown when it seemed all season our only attacking thought was Carrie Arneson long throws. Well, we're back there now, aren't we? We're right back there. But please, please never talk about that season ever again, Richard. Uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't want to ever think about that season. It was just, yeah, that was torture, and that was that was this afternoon. You know, we had no, it was a couple of. A couple of half chances here and there, and though they should have done better, and you know, had the ball, what was it, ten minutes before the end, had the ball dropped, maybe slightly kinder for Andy Constein in the box, you know, it would, would maybe be telling a different story. But you know, the weren't, they, we didn't create any clear cut, you know, I don't think, you no, know, really, really good chances where we would be thinking that we should have got something out of the game. I think that, you know, we didn't, we didn't do enough. To even merit getting a point, I think it would have, would have been up. It would have been a robbery, and we would take it. Of course, there's no getting away from that. But we didn't do in nearly enough. We didn't compete anywhere near enough that where we should be and where we can do. Um, you know, you rightly you rightly say about that midfield three. I mean, you know, the, I think the last time we the last time we won down there, we had Graham Shinney just kind of you know getting in the faces of their of their midfield. And you know, something I've something I seen on Twitter, and I think a lot of people can be quite critical about it, is people saying, why aren't we snapping into challenges? Now, snapping into challenges, when people say that, it doesn't mean you're going around just halfing people and you know, kicking them and throwing in elbows and stuff like that. But it's just about being strong in midfield and winning challenges. And you are absolutely right. I don't think that midfield three won a challenge all game. They, they, were just, they just allowed themselves to the game and passed them by. Yeah, just really, really passive and... and... It stems, you know, the whole team were, but really that that was at the heart of it, those three in there. And, um, you know, how much of that is tactical and how much of that is just the fact that the three of them just retreated into the shell, obviously we'll never know, but the only evidence we've got against that is, I suppose, the first 10 minutes. And also the fact that after half-time, it, it was a little bit better, a little bit better, not much. We certainly didn't create very much, I mean... You know, after we go a go behind, you've really only got that kind of now McGinn chance, and yeah, the one which Taylor flicks on and nearly falls for Considine. Um, but yeah, there was certainly no fluency going forward, but we were at least 
seeing a lot more of the ball. I think we had something like 22 or 23% of the ball in that first half. And that's, you know, partly because we weren't winning it back, but also because our care and retention of the ball was so, so pitiful. Uh, just, it wasn't even in areas where we were under a heavy press. It was just a failure to really just employ the basics and do the basics. And it's so frustrating. And it's so frustrating to see, you know, when we have comfortable possession on a halfway line, the ball get worked back to Joe Lewis and then him launch it into the stand as well. I think we need to start in the conversation about Joe Lewis's distribution because, again, for the modern keeper, it's maybe something he's not quite up up with. Um, I still think Joe Lewis has a lot of assets, brings a lot of positive things to this team, but you know certain things about him are very old-fashioned, I think, in terms of a goalkeeper's makeup, a goalkeeper's attribute. Um, the, the one upside to today is obviously Hibbs um, failing again. I mean, this season, Hibbs have been pretty fucking terrible. Let's not shy away from this. I mean, home defeats without scoring to the likes of Ross County, Livingston, Motherwell, hammered by them in all cases by a couple of goals and yet they're three points clear with a game uh, sorry they're four points clear with a game in hand over us it, it, it's one thing I think if you fail to finish third and, and you've posted a reasonable points hole and somebody like Kilmarnock then puts together a once in a once in a lifetime season and beats you to it narrowly but to fail here against a team with so many flaws so many flaws in their makeup as Hibs and giving us so many opportunities at Hibs it's very much like last season, which was obviously truncated, where Motherwell and us, just neither of us seemed to want to finish third. It's just, it's so, when we know the prize that's on offer this season as well, it's just, I mean, obviously, we're feeling frustrated about this. Imagine what, what Celtic fans must be feeling. Not that I give a damn about them, but that must just be exacerbated to, to fail so badly when the prize is so big this season. Yeah, I mean, look, we all know it's like you know, European football, you know, group stage for European football next season is on the table and, you know, Hibs, Hibs don't seem to want it either. I mean, you know, it's trying to, it's trying to put a positive spin. I mean, I suppose that um, the only the only really positive thing that come out today is you know, that, um, you know, they conceded a couple, so you know, the goal difference is down a bit now. Uh, I really, you know, it's so, fr- so frustrating seeing the way this season's turned out. That you know, much like much like last season, you no, know, neither of them seem to really want it. They just seem to be bumbling along, bad result after bad result, uh, and not, not staking a claim for what is a really a really good chance for next season. It's you no, know, and quite rightly, you know, you can read on social media. I you know people say like, can't believe you know one of this Hibs or this Aberdeen team are going to be playing group stage European football next season. Um, yeah, it's pretty shocking because you no, know, they have been they have been. Oh, really, really ordinary this season, and oh, look at state—we're just, we're just a mess at the moment. Yeah, well, it's two wins and twelve for us, and uh, that's all the games played this year in twenty twenty one. It's not been a good year. Two wins and twelve, as I say, and um, obviously more damning is the fact that it's uh, now five goals in twelve matches, uh, one in the last eight. So it's alarming. It doesn't really look like changing anytime soon. Um, there are two games to go until the split and um, I, I can't say with any confidence that we're going to win either of them 
Um, so on that really upbeat, positive note, have a lovely Saturday evening, everybody. Um, at least it's been light, bright and sunny. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend uh, and I hope this hasn't depressed you too much. We're at the stage now where uh, watching the Dons is uh, definitely a drag on uh, our happiness right now. Um, and, you know, to the manager's credit, it hasn't often been that way in his tenure um whereas the sort of six years prior to that was pretty much that all the time anyway uh we will be back uh with you at some point maybe it'll be next week maybe it'll be before then but uh, until then come on you reds